Show Up and Stay podcast. I'm your host, Deanne Knighton. Today, I'm going to do a quick recap of the 30 tips in 30 days for managing cravings that we have been posting on our Instagram feed during the month of January. Since I know that not everybody is into social media as a way to consume information, I wanted to make sure that we got this content out in at least one other format. So I decided on this one. Sometimes it's nice to have someone read to you. So let's get started. Tip number one, box breathing. It's common to experience feelings of anxiety in the early days of sobriety. So try this easy technique when things feel like they might be a little bit too much. What you do is you breathe in for three to five seconds, hold up top for three to five seconds, breathe out for three to five seconds, and hold at the bottom for three to five seconds. Visualize your breath moving around a box and play with it until you find the count that works for you. My particular count is four. It goes something like this. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe in, two, three, four. You get the idea. Tip number two is bringing awareness to the fact that waves of depression are very common as your body and mind are healing and are particularly common for those in early sobriety who may already be depressed to begin with. Make space for this to happen. Before it happens, what I suggest is establish the minimum baseline of what you are going to accomplish on the hardest of days. It's a little thing. For me, it is something as simple as no matter what I do today, I will make my bed. It is common that in the short term, you will not be able to accomplish the typical output that you're used to, even if you're not depressed. This can be frustrating, but it is temporary and worth the small setback. So please plan ahead. Day number three is about activating the vagus nerve. When cravings are at their strongest, take a cold shower. And the important part of this is cold. Even more specifically, what you're trying to do is dip your forehead in cold water. This reaches your vagus nerve. Try an ice pack or even just step outside in the cold if you don't have access to water. You can also gargle water or sing loudly. All of this helps to calm your nervous system in times of distress and maybe just enough distraction to help you to the downhill side of your craving. You're going to feel anger in the early days of sobriety, and it's very common that you often may feel like you don't have a right to feel angry, but it's really important that you allow these emotions to happen. Channel your frustration. On day number four, we suggested that you direct your anger to alcohol. Write a nasty letter to it. Do the research. Try to understand the damage it's been doing to your body or it does to others. Read about the science of addiction. Get mad for a minute. It is far better to let yourself get mad than to deny the emotion. You have the right to it. You will be on the way to the other side of that craving in no time. Great source for this at thisnakedmind or thisnakedmind.com. Day five, it's time to start the search for your people. Loneliness and shame can be dominant forces, and there is no greater way through than to lean on the strength of community. 
Find healthy and safe spaces to hear others share their story. And when you are ready, share your own. A few communities that we really love at the Luckiest Club, at she underscore recovers, at in the rooms official, at gay and sober, at life ring recovery, at recovery dharma, at sober black girls club. You can say no. It's day six. Let's say this again. You can say no. No to situations that will increase cravings. And even more importantly, you should. Look at all of the things you are telling yourself that you have to do and then reprioritize as if your life depends on it. Skip it. All will be okay. The people who matter to you will understand. The step back is the way forward. Day seven, name your urge. I really like this one. Smart Recovery has a great tool called Disarm. And the idea behind it is that you give your urge and the voice that accompanies it a name. When the urge comes up, you gently tell your named urge, no thank you. Check out at Smart Recovery USA for more information. Let's try an example. Let's just say that I were to name my urge Penelope. When the urge comes up, I will gently say to myself, no, thank you, Penelope, not today, be gone. This one may sound a little crazy to you, but I'm telling you this type of stuff works. Day eight, shake it off. Speaking of Penelope, that is also the alter ego that I have named my French bulldog Ripley. When she is ill-behaved, I call her Penelope. So what does Ripley do after she's been at daycare and is maybe a little wound up from some of the other Frenchies she's playing with? She shakes. She shakes her body. She resets. It resets her whole nervous system and allows her to move forward. Turn on some music if you need to for some inspiration, but this is about shaking your body, moving in a quick way. This isn't about working out. That's different. This is quick and it's effective. We're back to anger on day nine. We want you to manage it, not deny it. Do what you have to do within reason. Go to an outdoor place and scream at the top of your lungs. I did this in my car a few times. Sprint until you feel like you want to throw up. Throw your pillows around your room as hard as you can. Find some plates to break. Break them, but please clean them up. It is okay to be angry, but you have to find healthy, non-destructive ways to express it. Day 10, give yourself a hug. Roll up in a ball and squeeze your legs in as tight as you can. Hug yourself as you would a child or a loved one that needs comfort. It may be helpful to accompany this with spoken words, something like, I got you. Say it out loud if you can. It really does help. I've got you. Don't add to the pile. Day 11. A way to combat negative feelings of shame is to simply start by not adding anything new to the pile. That's it. Just don't add any more to the load than what you already have on your back. This simple act of remembering your own desire to not add on to whatever you might have in front of you or whatever might be your own misery 
is a massive step. Day 12. Make space for grief. Make room for the fact that you may need to grieve the substance that you are leaving behind. Write a farewell letter to your substance as if it were a friend. Read it out loud to yourself or to a trusted friend. Remember that like everything, things work until they don't. Something went wrong in this dynamic and it's time to say goodbye. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Day 13, schedule your time. I use this one a lot. Start using your calendar and make a plan for tomorrow or the next day, or even more importantly, for Friday night when you know you're going to want to drink. Distract yourself just enough to commit or pencil in an activity that you plan to do. Even though you may not feel like doing anything and when the time comes, you may not want to do it. Just making the plan is massive. Simple things like the time of day you are planning to cook and eat a healthy dinner can be included in that calendaring. This isn't something you have to do all the time, but it can be really useful in these transitional periods. Calendar your scheduled meetings online or in person. Day 14, learn to tap. For anxiety, emotional freedom technique, tapping can be a secret weapon. At Jessica Ortner has some great tools to get you started on Instagram, or just simply Google it and you will find all kinds of videos showing you how to get this tool into your toolbox. Day 15, learn your patterns. If you think you are not an angry person, as an example, I know we've been talking about anger a lot, but you struggle with substance abuse, then there's a good chance that you have suppressed a lot of anger and you've suppressed that and it's come out in resentment or blocking of relationships in ways that is keeping you separate. You can't do anything about it until you can recognize it. The SWAS app, that's us, is a great place to start tracking anger and to try to flesh out the root cause. Day 16, listen. Maybe you're not ready to tell your story yet, but you can listen to others. Find an online community that works for you Read memes, listen to interviews of others who've experienced what you are. Shame thrives in the lonely corners. Listen and connect. We have our podcast on showupandstay.org that has 10 episodes so far, several of which are interview episodes where you can hear people talk about their personal stories. And we're going to continue to build on that library as a resource for people in early recovery in our app. So if you're listening to this, and you would like to tell your story, please email me. We don't have to put it out on the interwebs. It can even be locked away behind the firewall of our application. Call me. Well, don't call me. Email me. Deanne at showupandstay.org. Day 17, it's time to recalibrate perception. Evaluate the content that you are consuming that may be reinforcing the idealized promise of a drinking lifestyle. Start with social media feeds. Sanitize. Get that stuff out of there. Day 18 is about revising history. We talked about this one on our last episode about what do I do with my troubled mind. And the idea here is to take a look and reconsider how fun alcohol really made you. Get a journal and really ask yourself 
the last time that alcohol actually improved a situation for you. Time to get honest with yourself and share your realizations with a trusted member in your support network. Hey, so day 19 is about one form of grounding. There's actually three days in a row talking about three different categories of grounding with one of my favorite tips in each of those categories suggested. Just know that there was a lot more where this came from. For day 19, mental grounding, this is so valuable. Mental grounding is a great way to recalibrate your experience. A really easy one to remember is three, two, one. You take a moment and describe to yourself or even out loud if you need to, three things that you can see, two things that you can hear, and one thing that you can touch. It brings you back to the moment. Another one that I really like is that I do a little exercise of actually narrating myself a little bit. And I will do something to the effect of recounting in my mind what is happening right now. I will say, okay, I'm Deanne. I live in Utah. I have a French bulldog named Ripley. When she's naughty, I call her Penelope. You get the idea. Physical grounding. This is about getting your feet in contact with the earth and focusing your attention there. If you are someone who likes imagery, one that I really like is to set my feet on the ground, either standing or seated in a chair, but your feet must be in direct contact with the earth and visualize as if there is a root system coming out of the bottom of your feet, taking that impact of your foot touching the earth and solidifying it in a way that helps you feel a sense of safety. It can also really help to take off your shoes, do something like this in the grass. Love it. So for soothing grounding, the idea here is to come up with different ways that you can self-soothe. What you'll do is take a moment and visualize three legs of a stool and the three people that represent each of the following things for you. Wisdom, comfort, and protection. These can be people in your life, they can be people in the media that align with your belief system, or they can even be a version of yourself. Close your eyes and envision this support around you, this group of people. It's like having a team. If you don't have these people or you can't even begin to visualize what this support system looks like for you, don't let that get you down. Just know that this is such a worthwhile goal to start working towards on your path to long-term recovery. Day 22, solidify your why. At this moment, it may feel like this is a challenging process. You may be battling some external or internal instigators convincing you that maybe things weren't as bad as you remember. Interrupt this process and go to your why. What got you here and what will keep you here? Find out why and then keep coming back over and over again. One follow I love for this is at hello underscore Sunday underscore morning. And the idea here is people post all kinds of inspiring ideas of how great it is to wake up on Sunday without a hangover. That's a good why. 
Day 23 is to just make sure that you get familiar with pause. This is post-acute withdrawal syndrome, and it could explain some of the physiological responses that could be happening in your body currently. These include, but are not limited to, brain fog, cravings, irritability, sleep issues, fatigue, anxiety, and mood swings. On day 24, you're going to focus on practicing self-compassion, and I'm going to point you towards the work of Tara Brock. She has a four-step process called RAIN, in which you recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. Another amazing way to self-soothe. You may or may not be greeted by the pink cloud. It's day 25, and this feeling may have already come and gone. It may be with you, or you may never have experienced one and wonder what the hell all these people are talking about. That was me, the last one. I'm like, I'm sorry, where's this cloud? Anyway, if you are one of the lucky ones that experience this euphoric state in your early days, ride the wave. Use the newfound lease in life and initiate some positive momentum in your recovery journey. Like all good things, it is unfortunately not a forever thing. So why not maximize the return and set yourself up for long-term success? Day 26 is about your sugar tooth. Alcohol, amongst other things that it contains, contains sugar, lots of sugar. And if you use mixers, then even more sugar. So you may feel yourself having the urge to reach for candy. By all means, go for it. Just know where it's coming from. If you need to lean on this in the short term to get past this difficult part, then by all means, that's what you need to do. Day 27. If you're tired, sleep. Under normal circumstances, we may not be able to take a nap whenever we want to, but whatever freedom you can give yourself to sleep when you are tired, please do it. This is a massive adjustment for your body, mind, and spirit, and it is normal that you could be more tired than usual. All right, day 28 is hydrate. There is probably nothing more underrated in all of our day-to-day than the value of drinking water. And you hear this all the time, but the question is, is do you actually believe it? One glass of water can help a lot of things, but true hydration, that's gonna have to be a regular habit. Just drinking a glass of water in a moment of difficulty can be surprisingly soothing. Also, if you can throw in some electrolytes for accelerated benefit of restoring hydration, then do it. Day 29. This may be a little bit more personal for me, but I still think that there is something in the concept that is worth everybody hearing, which is the idea of finishing something, whatever that looks like to you. For me, it is doing a puzzle. In all of the craziest times in my life, I have found a tremendous amount of relief in puzzling. And the reason for that is that unless some a-hole has lost the last piece, you get the sensation of completing something. So much that we do is left undone. And sometimes we need that little star that says, way to go, Deanne, you did it. Day 30, find yourself in others. Discover the dopamine of finding your story in someone else. Join the Quitlet Party if you haven't already. And if you like to listen, you can try podcasts like ours. Or if you haven't done this yet, get a library card, download the Libby app, and get free audiobooks. It's awesome. So that's it. We did it. 30 tips in 30 days. 
January is winding down and we are getting ready for the next things that we have coming your way. Most importantly, some interviews will be hitting our library over the next few weeks. And I can't wait to get back into a regular pattern of talking to people and hearing their stories and sharing those stories with you. Thanks for being here. Be well.